contracts, salary caps. Why do our favorite teams make some of the moves they do? It's usually the money. It's time for the business of sports with Andrew Brandt. Welcome to another edition of the business of sports with Andrew Brandt, and this will be the business of sports media about Andrew Brandt and others. Sort of while it's fresh in my mind, giving a personal, maybe even intimate account of my separation from ESPN after six and a half years this week and just sort of sharing it and as it relates to what's going on in the business of sports media, which seems to be very much in vogue right now. And I'll sort of comment on my situation and where I see it going. So an intimate look at the business of sports media with Andrew Brandt with ESPN. And I'll let you know that in a minute. First, a word from Blue Apron. They are, without a doubt, the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They make incredible home cooking. It's accessible to everyone. I eat it. I'm a health nut. I'm a fitness nerd. And I eat it, find it very healthy and easy to prepare. The ingredients are high quality. They make a difference. You have to know where your food's coming from, and they tell you that. Obviously, it's guaranteed freshness. Each meal, step step by step, Follow the recipe. Even some like me can do it. Eat healthy, eat well. So check it out. This week's menu, you get your first three meals free with free shipping. You go to blueapron.com slash brand, all caps, B-R-A-N-D-T. You'll love how good it feels, it tastes, and create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash brand, all caps, Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Now on to the podcast. My situation, again... I have been with ESPN a lot of years, but as people know with me, I've done a lot of different things along with that, where ESPN has been an outlet for me on television while I do my writing the past, well, four years now with the MMQB, Sports Illustrated, the website with Peter King and others, do the podcast here over the past year and a half and do podcasts every week with Ross Tucker on SiriusXM. And that's on the media side. And then on the academic side, I taught many years at Wharton and have the past four years run a program at Villanova on sports law and sport business, endowed by Jeff Morad, who, like me, a former agent and team, he uh, ran the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, then owned the San Diego Padres and was kind enough to give a grant to start a sports law program at Villanova which I run. I teach classes, organize events. We have speakers. And one of our recent symposiums, ironically enough, a month ago, was about the future of sports media, which was well on display this week as ESPN let go over 100 of on-air talent. Such quality pushed out the door. Again, hard to come up with rhyme or reason, but these people like had uh, a lot of time left on their contracts. There was no rhyme or reason to that. And it was a Sad day for a lot of quality broadcasters. My situation went as follows. I was, I live around Philadelphia, was going to do the draft, a lot of draft events, including the two days of the first two days of the draft on Thursday and Friday. What we had was Chicken Pete's, a local bar here in Philadelphia, was hosting some draft uh, programming, Mike and Mike in the morning and outside the lines. Well, I was scheduled to be on outside the lines from Chicken Pete's during the draft time, and all was set up through talent, through the OTL staff, through Bob Lee. We're all getting ready to do it. So I saw the layoffs happening last Wednesday, right before the draft, but I figured that's not going to affect me because, number one, I just re-upped in February, and number two, I'm all set for OTL the next day. Well, I got a call. 
and it was from an 860 number, and I figured, no problem, because that's going to be about logistics for doing the show tomorrow for Outside the Lines. Well, I pick up, I figure it's going to be Bob, or it's going to be someone from OTL Production or the talent office. It was none of the above. It was Jack Obringer from Sports Center, which is a little strange that he's calling me. And then when he said the following, and I have so-and-so also here from the Human Resources Department. Well, that's not a good sign. No one wants to hear they're called into a meeting, whether on phone or in person, with the Human Resources Department. So it became clear what was about to happen. And then Jack, it sounded like he took a deep breath, and he started what was obviously a script written by legal that he and others were reading to, again, over 100 broadcasters in those few days. He started reading, and I just couldn't help but realize what was happening and broke in and said, Jack... They just re-upped me. Uh, you guys just re-upped me in February. And he said, and we will honor that. And continued with the script. <laughs> and as he did, I'm listening and I say, okay, I'm going to interrupt one more time just to see here. I said, Jack, six and a half years covering a lot of things, uh, not only OTL, but Sports Center and all the NFL Insider stuff, all that. Hadn't heard a dissenting word everything all right with my work product? Uh, He said, listen, totally great. This is happening. It's happening to people way beyond your, in terms of tenure, people with 10, 12, 15, 20, 30 years of service are receiving this call. And I said, well, and I do have great empathy for them, but I'm trying to get to the bottom of my situation. And he again said, all fine and back to the script where I realized it was kind of a futile exercise to talk to him about anything but the script written by legal. He finished the script. I'm sure the last two words on the script were the following because he said it very emphatically. Any questions? And I said in the, in the lawyer that I am, in the tone that I usually have with these kind of uh, questions, I said, not at this time. And that was the end. Felt some sadness, looked back on my time there. That was really the first emotion to sort of think about all the things with eternal gratefulness to Seth Markman, head of NFL programming for ESPN, for taking a guy with no broadcast experience who had just left the Packers about a year before and started his own website with some partners and said, you're the guy to explain at that time what these collective bargaining issues were happening the CBA, the lockout, the potential lockout, not only NFL, NHL, NBA, and what it meant and for people to sort of take a deep breath about potentially missing football. It wasn't a strike. It was a lockout. The legal legal proceedings that whole year worrying about the lockout and actually being at the draft. And I remember uh, I was waiting for a court decision the day of the draft. It never came. I decided I'm going to take a run in Central Park about 10 minutes into the run. They called. They said, we have a decision. Can you come on Sports Center and talk in about 10 minutes? I said, yeah, I'll just pull over to the side of Central Park here. I'll find a quiet place. They said, no, we need you at a landline. And I just remember the fastest perhaps I ever ran <laughs> was back to the hotel, at least a 10-minute run. I made it in about 7. I get to the elevator. I roll in there. There's people trying to get in the elevator, and I just was the worst kind of jerk possible said, no, you can't come in. I get to the room. I pick up the phone. It's Sports Center. I hear the music, and they're, about, they're saying we're going to go to Andrew Brand about this decision. 
regarding the lockout, and I am like this. <sighs> I am catching my breath, and that, that anyway, that was my first year covering all that. And my challenge was really to prove to Seth and everyone else that I could be more than a lockout, I could last not only through that, which the lockout could have been a month, could have been a two months, could have been six months max, but last beyond that. So my challenge at ESPN was always taking complex topics, making them digestible for a mass audience, making them simple to understand, to digest, to be clear. And I kind of reveled in that. I enjoyed it. And I'll miss that on the TV side, at least for ESPN. Who knows what's next there? I also feel, a, a, I think about sort of situations dealing with colleagues up at ESPN and ESPN sometimes get a bad rap, but I just found people very welcoming, very friendly, uh, and very solicitous, and, and just kind that I didn't expect. I remember being up there in the cafeteria. I look over, I see our Monday Night Football host, Mike Tarico, on the other side of the cafeteria. He starts walking towards me, and I'm looking behind me, like, who's he coming to see? And he comes right up to me. I never met the guy. And he shakes, puts his hand out and says, thank you for making us smarter. And that touched me, uh, as so many kind comments during my time there and certainly since, you know, the hundreds of texts and emails and Twitter DMs from people have been very sweet. It is, it is a company with some, at least the people have empathy. Uh, it just shows that there are quality people there. A lot of quality people let go, but still quality there. Nothing bad to say about ESPN and my time there. I do feel some sadness for colleagues because, again, I'm fortunate. I have a lot of different things going, a lot of faucets running uh, with my writing, with my podcasts, writing for Sports Illustrated. Everyone always asked, how can you do both? No one's able to do that. I said, yeah, give peace a chance. It can happen. Uh, and my podcasts and all the carve-outs that I had uh, in working for ESPN along with these other outlets – but I feel for people that have kind of dedicated their entire existence to ESPN and have this, you know, in their Twitter handle and they really have sort of made it their identity. And that's tough because they have to move on from that and create new identity. It's almost like when I left the NFL, I was energized by new challenges, by new things to do. And I got into academia, I got into media. And I've been excited about it since. It's been something where it's certainly filled any void or any lingering desire to go back to the NFL. And I just hope that people find the same. They find new passions uh, if they don't end up right where they want to be, back in media with another outlet. So sadness for them. The other things to think about when I see it happening are, are the, obviously the questions of why. And ultimately, we can debate why. I've seen things about liberalism. I've seen things about cord cutting. I've seen things about, uh, I think the most realistic is simple corporate finance, where for whatever reasons, Disney, the parent company, said to ESPN, we need this much off your books by a certain time. And these are write downs. Even though they're paying out all these contracts, they're basically paying a lot of people not to work. If they do get other gigs, then there'll be a discussion about a buyout, a discussion about offset, all the kind of thing I talk about when I talk about coaching contracts and guaranteed player contracts. But really, it's a write-down. All these millions of dollars of salaries are now on a write-down to show the corporate leader, corporate uh, head 
whether that be Bob Iger and of uh, Disney, etc., that they've done this. So I think that's the most simple explanation for it, how they chose, who they chose. We can debate that all we want at the end of the day. It really doesn't matter. It's happened, and it is what it is at this time. Ways to have prevented it, I'm not sure. More versatility they've talked about, but like myself on several different programs doing several different things, every time I came on I had a different title, whether it's NFL business analyst, sports legal analyst, sports business analyst, labor analyst. I, I think that's like a lot of people. We were versatile, so I'm not chalking it up to that at all. It's hard to know exactly, and again, a futile exercise to try to figure it out. Uh, so that's ESPN, and, and again, the future of sports media. It just seems to be happening where there is less opportunity, and certainly we've seen it in print media, certainly we've seen it in digital media, and we're seeing it in broadcast media as well. Uh, I'm not sure what the answer is. I always thought you needed to be unique. I thought I was. Uh, I certainly hope that I am, and we'll see where that goes again. When we talked about the future of sports media, we talk about millennials, we talk about second screens, we talk about lack of attention span and people not wanting to sit through. We have seen ESPN change their formats and SportsCenter becoming a different kind of brand, embrace debate and all of that. I just think we're going to see a lot of changes throughout sports media, but hopefully smart measured analysis will always have a home and they Got rid of some quality, but they're still there, obviously. ESPN still does have quality, and I won't argue against that. So that's the business of sports and how it happened. I just hope, my agent told me this, and I'm really refusing to believe it when I just talked about quality. He said that quality doesn't matter in these things, and, and that's something I'm really kind of bucking up against to, uh, to hope that's not the truth. But we'll see where it goes from here. But again, as I've said, me personally, I have a lot of faucets running. One of them is this podcast, which I hope everyone enjoys and continue to listen to the business of sports on, I'm sorry, to listen to the business of sports on iTunes through RossTucker.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you hear your podcasts. Follow me at Andrew Brandt, and we'll be back next week with another edition of the business of sports with Andrew Brandt. Thanks for listening to The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also get additional insider insight by listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and College Draft Podcast, all at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts are found.